0: Welcome to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, where we hear from you, the two experiences you've had with the paranormal, and we try to understand them. This week, I want to talk about something that absolutely intrigues me, something that blows my mind every time I hear a noise or a voice, supposedly, that's being captured from another dimension, another plane the voices of the dead that of course is electronic voice phenomena now this incredible evidence that i've witnessed many many times is allegedly voices and noises captured on specialist machinery that the human ear alone cannot register the pioneer in my eyes has to be thomas edison now he truly believed in an afterlife. And he believed, as Einstein did, that energy cannot die. Edison's theory was that just like our human bodies that take a physical form, our personalities also too take a form made up of minute atoms. He believed that these fragments of atoms made up of our personalities become what we now perceive as ghosts. Apparently, Edison never built a machine to capture spirit voices, but he did write plans for such a device. He believed that these atoms could be amplified, just as he had shown the world that a noise could be played again and again with a gramophone. He didn't give a name to this new invention, but apparently he did call it a valve. Edison worked on the theory that spirit noises and voices were only audible on a higher vibration. I suppose this thinking goes hand in hand with the spirit atoms. This valve did later become known as the spirit phone. And even though, as I said, no plans were ever discovered, one newspaper did print an image of what they thought it might look like. A huge gramophone horn with an electrode um, was placed inside it and this electrode had been dipped in potassium permanganate. The horn sat on top of a wooden box, which uh, then in turn picked up the higher frequencies and supposed spirit voices. According to several papers, many people believe that these initial trials of the spirit phone led to the invention of the telegram. I love the fact that Thomas Edison, a massive influence on our modern ways of living, was the inventor of the light bulb, the gramophone, the electric light filament, uh, the motion picture camera, just to name a few. He believed in an afterlife and that energy cannot die. Because of him, we are able to do so many amazing things. And of course, we can hear voices now from the dead. I've had the absolute joy and fear of having some amazing sounds on Most Haunted. We managed to capture voices and noises from the spirit world that justify all my logic. Today, we have apps, spirit boxes, EVP machines of varying sizes, technology and prices. I've used most of them, but I have to say the most success I've had is a simple program on a laptop. I really want to make this more accessible to all, but I'm not sure that I'd like to have my phone ringing in the middle of the night. I put it up to my ear and hear, hello. This week's story is from Bethan in Corwyn, Denbyshire, North Wales. She shares the ghostly goings-on whilst living in a 300-year-old home.
1: Hi Yvette. We recently met you at the Botanic Gardens event in Southport and we had the bestest time. I've been listening to your podcasts and I'm just obsessed so I wanted to get in touch and share with you um, and elaborate on some strange paranormal things that have happened in my family home and I think it would be really great for people to hear about these things just because We are a normal family and I want to highlight that, that we're just an average family. There's nothing overly special about us. And these things really can start happening to anyone at any time. There's no discrimination on that one. So to start from the beginning, our house was built in the late 1700s and is now roughly 300 years old. The house belonged to a lady called Monica. She passed away and the house fell into her children's hands. They put the house on the market and following that my mum and dad purchased the house me and my brother moved in also so we must have been about I was 11 and my brother was about 13 so we were quite young and this all started really going back to what we call the doorbell incident so one day me and my brother were both at school and my mum and dad were both upstairs doing their own things and they still to this day will never forget where they were or what they were doing and they heard what can only be described as a very loud doorbell and they both heard this and then realised that they didn't have a doorbell and then they both met each other at the same time roughly in the communal area like the communal area in the hallway at the top of the stairs and they both looked at each other in disbelief almost to say as though did you just hear that so they both went outside together there was nobody there they confirmed that the doorbell was disconnected we didn't have one Um, and that's really where the things started happening from at that point and I think my mum and dad were both uh, maybe a little hesitant to go into it fully with me and my brother because they didn't want to scare us and it was a new home but following that my mum and dad were in bed and they both had touch lamps at the side of the bed and my dad was reading a book and one night the lamp just went off so like you know just like a a flippant comment didn't expect anything from it it was only a joke with my mum he said turn the light back on and it came back on and this actually became into a developed into a little joke where he would say turn the light on turn the light off and it would go on or off on his instructions so at that point i must admit we weren't really frightened because i don't think anything i don't think any of us sensed it was anything you know malevolent or anything like that we just thought well that's really strange and we all kind of laughed it off it was just light-hearted at the time And then the experience that I had following that, so I remember I was sitting on my bedroom floor and I had one of those mirrors that would lean against the wall and I was sitting on the carpet and I remember brushing my hair and I was looking in the mirror and I could see from the right-hand side of the room, there was this, what can only be described as a black mass and it traveled from the right to the left hand side of the room against the back wall on the skirting board it was like a black fog that emerged just slowly moved across the room and then just dispersed it just disappeared and I remember I was so frightened I couldn't even turn around and look I think I just jumped up and just bolted out of my bedroom for my mum and at that point again I think it was almost dismissed because as a parent you don't want your child to worry about that type of thing and then it got a little more serious when my brother was playing Xbox again. Just a normal typical teenage boy. He was in his bedroom playing Xbox and um if you can imagine he was on the left-hand side of the room and on the right-hand side he had a big wooden oak wardrobe, um really nice big wooden oak wardrobe and he noticed that something had grabbed his attention from by the wardrobe and he actually seen a lady emerged from the wardrobe and it wasn't a typical translucent ghost. She had pale pinkish skin. Um, he said that she had white hair and she was wearing a long, white, old fashioned nightgown. And she didn't make eye contact with him. She emerged from the wardrobe and just glided across the bedroom into the wall and just disappeared and that was when we started getting frightened and at this point I remember my mum and dad both went out to the pub one night and my mum came back quite startled and a medium had actually approached my mum in the pub to let us know that we were just custodians of the house and that she could sense that something was in the property with us and she kind of led on to say that maybe we had let this person in but if what she was trying to say was is that this lady who we had seen in the house was reminding us that we were just custodians and potentially that's why she was showing herself so yeah things just got a lot more weird from that point on I remember my mum and dad they had an argument downstairs and things really got quite heated as they do and you know all relationships I guess and there was a beer can which was half full on the table and they both swear that they were shouting at each other this beer can levitated off the table about a good maybe four or five inches and just slammed back down almost as if somebody was saying enough that's enough and we've just had a complete mixed heart of different things that have happened we've had doors close on their own we've had latches lift up and down almost as though it's been very childlike like child play um, but it's just such strange things have happened. We've heard um, men's voices in you know certain areas of the house and I've heard a man's voice come in from my room which sounded as though maybe it came through like a loudspeaker on the phone because it was very static. I've gone in the room my phone's been off, my TV's been off and there's just no explanation and it, I think it really just does go to show that these things can happen to anyone at any point and I, th- I suppose that's the frightening thing that they can just start on their own accord and those are my experiences I'd be really really interested to hear what you thought and also again just sorry just worth mentioning that something that would always happen we would always find things that we'd been looking for and for example they would just turn up like my mum had this pair of jeans that she has always kept but um she's going to kill me for saying this but she would she wasn't always able to fit into them but they were like a posh victoria beckham jeans and she never wanted to get rid of them and i know she was looking for them for ages and one day they just turned up perfectly folded in the middle of the bedroom floor and we've had a couple of things like that happen so yeah all very strange
0: Well, thank you, Bethan, for that story. And I do remember we had a really good long chat uh, when we met and and, and talked about your house. Um, One thing that really resonates with me is when um, the doorbell was was happening and it was ringing all on its own. And that's exactly what happened to me. We would be in, in the lounge or the kitchen when we first moved in and we'd hear somebody thudding, pounding at the door, knocking as if really urgent. And we'd run to the door thinking, who on earth's that? And we'd open it and there's nobody there at all. So I wonder why this happens. Is it just a memory being played out or perhaps something a little bit more playful? You say that you encountered and you saw this black mass and apparently, well, I've seen this myself many, many times, and it's really quite an unpleasant sight to see. Uh, but most people associate it with negativity, and I have to say that I, I do agree, because every time that I've seen a black mass in the corner of the room, and I think it was um, I, we filmed one, we were live on air, and we were in an attic area, and we actually caught a fog and the whole room went icy cold, and this fog was on camera. It was getting closer and closer. And then all the hairs on my just stood to attention, and this feeling of absolute dread. Uh, went through me and then um, this is a completely different story but spontaneous combustion uh, then later on a, a doll burst into flames it was it was just absolutely horrendous this house um, that we were in was was really quite frightening um so yes I do associate um, black masses with negativity. Um, and you also say that when you saw this uh, this lady in your house she was very solid very detailed but she didn't make any eye contact again going back to that stone tape theory, you know, that we we touched on a few episodes ago. Was that what you were seeing there? I always believe that that is the case. If a ghost does not communicate with you, look at you or interact with you in any way, I think it's a memory. Custodians of a house, it does make me think, how true is that? And I do believe that, um, yes, that this can happen and that some people really just don't want to leave their home, especially if they've lived there all their lives. And going back all those hundreds of years or, you know, whenever this lady was here, you know, you didn't sort of tend to move around a lot. You sort of stayed in, in one house. Some people were born in the house and they died in the house. And and it's so funny because um, I remember doing an investigation at Belgrave Hall and we were doing a Ouija board session. And um, I think I touched on this on, a, on another episode. Um, the planchette was moving around and the gentleman that we were in contact with spelled out his First name, his surname, the date that he lived in the house, and the date that he died. I asked him, "Is there such a thing as reincarnation?" And most times, ten out of ten, you'll never get a response about religion, about uh, anything to do uh, with with that. You know what what really happens when we die? Is there a god, and so on? So when I asked about reincarnation, I wasn't expecting an answer. And lo and behold, you know, he said yes. And I thought, wow, this is amazing. And I said, why do you not want to reincarnate? And he spelt out the word family. And I said, ah, I said, so are you, uh, do you still see this house as it was when you lived here with your family? Yes. Are you with your family now? Yes. Are you going about your day-to-day business as you did when you were here alive? Yes. So to me, this lady that Bethan encountered, I truly believe that she's just going about her business. She loved living there. It was her home. And perhaps she doesn't like rouse. Well, clearly she doesn't like rouse and she'll let you know. And Maybe you're right. Maybe she is there to keep the peace. I, I truly think that actually, yes, she is. I don't think there's, uh, she's, uh, even though we saw a black mass, I don't think that's her. I think that could be something else, but she definitely uh, is there and there. And, uh, she's keeping the, the peace and possibly a custodian and perhaps keeping this negative energy at bay. I'm just finishing on, on Bethan's story with the lost items. Um, this happened to me uh, and our family again in, in our house. I remember losing some keys for a Land Rover and um, I went everywhere around the house, turned the whole house upside down, trying to find these keys. I could not find them. I then took all the washing, All my pairs of jeans, everything that I had ever used when driving the Land Rover and otherwise. Ripped all the pockets out, tried to find uh, these, these keys, they were nowhere. There was a big pile of clothing and jeans in the middle of the utility room where I'd gone through everything. Anyway, the Land Rover people arrived, they changed the whole steering mechanism, the whole lock. It cost £350. I said goodbye, they went up the drive, I came in the door, I shut the door, I went into the utility room, and there on top of the pile of jeans and clothing with the keys
2: this mother's day celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from blue nile whether it's for your mom a mother figure or yourself as a mom find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation explore blue nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
0: Welcome to Mums the Word, a brand new parenting podcast with me, Ashley James pregnancy piles and all the other problems that come with parenting I'm not going to be sugarcoating anything it's all about truths taboos and of course celebrating the amazing highs too each week I'll be talking about the journey of being a mum for me it's my first time so I'll have some celebs and experts and you guys to help join me and hopefully figure out what on earth I'm meant to be doing it's a podcast for all the parents out there our very own little club Hit follow now so you don't miss an episode. Mum's the Word, the parenting podcast with me, Ashley James, coming soon. It's the best parenting podcast out there. There are so many amazing cases and recordings of EVP over the years taken by scientists, parapsychologists and ghost hunters. Electronic voice phenomena, in my opinion, stands out as one of the most convincing elements of life after death. We just have to find a way through the chatter to get a more solid, a more clear conversation. Can you imagine though, what would happen when we do manage to do that? Of course, many people and naysayers will poo poo the recordings. It's fake! It's rubbish! But I believe the day will come and possibly we may never know of it, as the destruction and upheaval of true proof of life after death would only cause absolute mayhem amongst our fellow men. Now, someone who's just as passionate about EVP is my fellow investigator, uh, most haunted skeptic, Glenn Hunt. So, Glenn, you understand all about radio frequencies well, certainly an awful lot more than I do. Do you just want to explain sort of your enthusiasm for e v p and and is it because of your radio background
3: yeah it's something of um an anomaly really um admittedly uh when I became a radio presenter about twenty odd years ago um i just love the medium of you know connecting with listeners one-to-one uh but as a part of that especially in commercial radio where you have to do pretty much everything for yourself um you have to keep a keen eye on 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 what i say a keen eye i mean a keen ear i suppose on, on on what's coming back when when you're on air you know you need to know exactly when you're off you got you've got to do live monitoring and stuff and you you, you build up over the years uh an understanding and a knowledge of stuff, you know, you you get in, in contact with the engineers, the station engineers, you, you know, I've, I've visited a transmitter site recently of, a, of a, a site where a medium wave transmitter was being switched off as well, because I'm also a bit of a nerd in, in that respect. But when it comes to EVP, what's fascinating about it is you hear the recording of something on a device, which wasn't at the time, actually heard with the human ear. Now the human ear hears between the range you pick up is 20 Hertz to around 20 kilohertz. So that's quite a broad range. So what I can't understand is say, for example, the software we use to record our EVPs on, um, when, when they appear, you, you will see the waveform within that hearing range. And yet at the time you couldn't hear it. So that, that, leaves me baffled as to why we weren't hearing it at the time and how is the computer hearing it in order to play it back within that hearing range for us to play it none of that makes sense to me and i've yet to meet somebody who can possibly explain what's going on there because you know i've spoken to a few uh, broadcast engineers and and they're left scratching their heads as well
0: do you remember us telling you about when we went to uh investigate RAF Raynham um and the most extraordinary noises were coming uh, back to the trucks. We were transmitting a live Most Haunted show. And it was absolutely phenomenal. It was in the ether. So it, we, we hadn't set up, um, you know, like your equipment. We hadn't got a computer program running, trying to capture EVP. It was just in the air. And what it was, was this static noise, as if there was this static electricity all around us. And I was saying, hello, can you copy me? Say my name, Yvette. And it would go... This 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 weird, and everybody heard it, and all the sound engineers were listening in. Nobody could understand it, and we actually sent all this um, data that we'd recorded off to be analysed, and they came back with a full report saying this is neither animal, uh, animal, mineral, or vegetable, which makes me laugh. A vegetable? Imagine a sprout, you know, transmitting. Um, <laughs> it's something that we've never heard of before and we've never seen waves, uh, sound waves like it and to me that's
3: I mean the interest it's, yeah. it's, Sorry, it's, George, no, no, it's really fascinating thinking. isn't it it, it is, but you know, with with my balanced, skeptical head on, uh, I would say at the time, if you were using radio microphones, the, the logical assumption is that there is somebody who's picking up on those frequencies that the radio microphones were, were were picking up, and whoever was in the vicinity could have been broadcasting back on the same frequency, and that's why the trucks might have been picking it up. And and logically, what I would be saying is, um, if if there is a chance that something can be interfered with on a human level, the chances are that's what it was. But don't get me wrong, Yvette, I want it to be paranormal. All the time, I want it to be something which is from beyond our understanding. But logically speaking, and I don't wish to sound like a cynic, but to me, that would be the answer for what was going on there.
0: So what do you say to a lot, and there are Oh, God, hundreds of thousands of paranormal groups around the world now. And they're all using, you know, these spirit boxes and Frank's box and so on. So what do you think to those uh, machines that you can buy over the Internet?
3: I'd say you might as well take your money and pour it down a drain. Um, I've, I can't understand why anybody who uh, buys a box which scans radio frequencies and it picks up Ad hoc strong signals um, off the uh, off the atmosphere and put it down to something that's paranormal. It isn't, you know. It's it's a radio scanner. That's what they do um, at nighttime, particularly. The atmosphere changes. I mean, how many times in in the days when you'd probably listen to a, a medium wave radio, and you might even ch- have it tuned into a, once upon a time your local station, but you'd hear somebody in spanish speaking in the background that's because the atmospherics change at night what happens is on on, on medium way certainly um, the ionosphere changes uh, and and you can and, and the signals bounce off the ground and off the ionosphere and and the wavelengths travel further which is why you're hearing stuff from further away um, even you know i've driven up the motorway and uh, say for example i might be in in cheshire or greater manchester driving up the m6 or up the uh, up through lancashire And uh, an RDS signal will kick in. Now, for those who don't know what an RDS signal is, that is the, the extra signal that radio stations send out, which gives the data of what station you're listening to. And also, when there's a travel bulletin, it overrides. If you've got that travel bulletin selected on your car radio, it overrides... Your, um, whatever you're listening to, whether it's an MP3 or a CD or or, or another station, it will kick into the station to deliver the travel news. Now, I've traveled up in the Northwest on the M6 and I've had a travel news bulletin kick in from BBC Essex or or somewhere further, you know, in Lincolnshire or something. And and that's because at that point and where I was, the atmospherics were enough to make that signal travel further than it should do out of its normal locality. So when you're buying a Frank box or Frank's box, whatever you want to call them, all it's doing is scanning and it's just picking up the stronger signals that appear at that time. Now, if you're sat in what is reported to be a haunted location and you're asking questions and, and you know the story of the building that you're in, and you will hear a speck of sound coming out of this radio scanner, Uh, then you'll put it down to whatever it is that you're investigating because that's human nature. But what it's not doing is contacting anybody who's dead. It's ridiculous. It's a waste of money.
0: And also, I suppose the sound pareidolia, isn't there? So for those of you who don't know what pareidolia is, it's making, you know, the shapes out, you know, faces in the clouds. And it's, oh gosh, you know, I'm I could, I, I'm sure I heard the, the word Glen there coming out, you know, or devil or kill or something, you know. Yeah, they
3: put it down to the location that they're in, you know, oh, this is meant to be a demonic place. And like, exactly right. They'll hear something and they go, oh, that was said demonic. No, it didn't. It was probably a radio commercial. I can hear you getting very passionate. <laughs> oh, I do. I really care. And, and this, and what I love about this is the fact this is where my two worlds collide. You know, uh, broadcast media and 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 the paranormal. I I love both, and 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 it's only with. With something like *Most Haunted*, I, I I'm able to to bring these worlds together. It's it's I love nothing more. It's, it's it it fascinates me every time, and I always look and get excited at the things that I cannot rationally explain away. And when when there's a mystery there, then then I I just love it even more.
0: I mean, let's look at you know you talk about, and I totally agree with you. You know the these spirit boxes, and don't get me wrong. I think we were the first. Uh, well, we were the first TV show to actually introduce the spirit boxes to. Every- everybody. And I was absolutely enthralled by this piece of equipment to me, to be, you know, am I hearing the spirit of the voice of a spirit from the other side? It's talking to me. I I was so enraptured with it. But the more I used it, the more I realized exactly what you were saying. I thought, hang on a minute. (laughs) This, This doesn't add up. And so then we move on though, to things that can't be explained, or you try to explain them as as, as best we can. Um, but we have recorded some extraordinary bits of EB- EVP. The first one I want to talk about is Birmingham Lockup. Now, do you want to explain what happened there and what we caught?
3: Yeah, now that is probably my most favourite EVP that we've ever recorded. For the benefit of anyone listening who wants to know what we use to record EVPs, because it's something I'm always being asked on the social media is uh, it's just an ordinary laptop. Um, the, the program I use to record the um, the audio is, is just an ordinary uh, program. It's called Adobe Audition. Some people use it for, for other mm-hmm. things. Uh, I do as well. Um, but it's, it's no special than any other digital recorder or digital recording software. You know, you, you can buy it yourself. You can get it off the shelf. It, it's, it's just basic. Um, so the computer was left in a cell, um and we went off to another part of the prison uh where we're all standing in an open area if you recall Yvette and you you were you were calling out the names of uh past um prisoners now I mean the, the sad thing about that location is it, it was one of those prisons where you're only meant to be held there for a for a day or two before you you, you trial in the court which was attached through a tunnel. Um, but. Um some people were held there much longer than that. And, and you're reading out all these names of people who've been held in, in the central lockup there. And when we go back to the computer, there's, there's some interesting waveforms aren't there. Now, when I look at the waveform, you can see the ones that it's picked up where you were talking in the distance because it's much quieter. But then there was something on the waveform which was much closer to the computer and the microphone. It was a bigger waveform. Bigger ampl- amplitude, so that's where I, I directly went to listen back, and and sure enough, you can hear you in, the, in, in very much in the background calling out these names, and as you do so, we hear the sound of a wailing woman, and and it sound it sounds so tragic, the the sheer desperation in this in this wailing, um, and, and what I find is interesting is like I was saying earlier on when we started about us uh it being captured within the hearing range at the time none of us heard this going on so this is this is a prime example of an evp where none of us heard it going on because it it was so loud i mean the computer was able to pick you up in 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 a long distance you know shouting out these names but none of us whilst we were with you heard this wailing and the computer did And and it sounds so tragic. It's for all the wrong reasons is my favourite EVP. And I think we've got a clip, haven't
0: we? We're amazed by what we found in the edit with a camera just placed on a table while the rest of us were off investigating. The movement of the camera seemed to be accompanied by the sounds of a female wailing. Could it be the same spirit we heard on the EVP? This happened while everyone was accounted for. With that, it was time to end the investigation. And what an investigation it was. I mean, when you listen to that, you see, it it really gets to you. I think when we all heard it, I think I had tears in my eyes. And I remember when the show aired we had so many people writing into us saying, oh my God, I was in bits. I was crying. I can't believe we've caught that. I mean, it was absolutely phenomenal. But as you say, for all the wrong reasons, I mean, you, you, you're capturing or, or, you know, the computer managed to capture, I think, a moment in time of someone's, well, just being so distraught, just the, just absolutely bereft, weren't they? And you can, you can really hear that in that in that voice. So moving on now to uh, Croxteth Hall. And um, <clears throat> I remember myself and you, I think we were doing, were we getting knocking or a Ouija board? I can't remember.
3: We, we were getting knocking. We were in the attic space or some very high up storage area of Croxteth Hall. And um, we were getting the knocking phenomena. So we quickly scribbled down the alphabet so we could point a pen at each letter so we could get the knocks when it, it, we were trying to get a message spelled out. To us. And do, I you, remember, do you remember I rem- what the word was?
0: Yes, it was cut you.
3: Mm. Now, at the same time that was happening, uh, I left my computer... In uh, the kitchen area, the basement kitchen of Croxeth Hall, and that was just rolling away. We even left a GoPro camera on it, so you could see if anybody was to go up to it and and, and talk into it, because obviously we weren't around. And um, and sure enough, we get these interesting sounds, and to my ear, to this day. It still very much sounds like the sound of very precise sound of scissors slowly being snipped up against the microphone of the computer. Oh my god! Isn't it? Kind of like a <gasps> Have you got a time code on there? That happened for 12 minutes. It's 12.51. The thing is now, the tape machine, there's no way of seeing where that's happened, so it's a case of listening back on here.
0: That sounds like scissors. Yeah.
2: But it'd be interesting to see if that ties in with the bit where we were upstairs earlier. And we got Cut. A
0: tapping, and it said, What did it say? Cut all of you. I was eager to see whether the cutting sound caught on the EVP matched with our Ouija board earlier and was amazed at what I found. Cut all you. So you want to cut us all, do you? That's that's really grim. That's really grim. I I remember we were absolutely like with all these EVPs. We get so excited, don't we? Me and you were like. I mean, I'm jumping up and down. You know, beside myself with excitement, and then then the realization hits of. but it's so horrible! Oh my god, it's absolutely <laughs> gross! Oh, you know,
3: I you go through a load of emotions, don't yeah. you? Exactly that you go through emotions. Oh my god, what's going on? This is horrible. How is that happening? And I then, and then you're left with, it. oh, but that's that's really exciting at the same time. I'd love to know how that actually happens. Yeah. I
0: know, I know. And then brilliant. let's move on to what well, one of the most frightening locations we had been to, which was of course the Leopard Inn uh, in in Cheshire, um, and um, now this wasn't. Um, A word that was caught on an EVP machine Again, a bit like when I was talking at the beginning About that static noise in the ether And you do find this a lot It's not necessarily You know, it's not caught on a a piece of machinery It's actually in the air It's around you And our camera picked up I think myself and Darren were right at one end of the corridor And I'm calling out I'm calling out uh, Hello, can you hear me? Can you hear me? And the camera picks up a male voice saying Hello Say hello! Hello! Hello. Let's go back down where we were before.
1: Hello!
0: Hello! That was And that was, mm. <laughs> and that was extraordinary. So what does that well, again, mean then? What what does it mean, the fact that you you know, one minute you you, you have to use a piece of equipment to try and catch voices on the other side and yet other times it just randomly they're there and you hear them with the human ear. Well
3: that's what Makes doing these explorations and and visits of, of of locations all the more tasty, doesn't it? Because you you never get the same thing happening at anywhere you go to, even if you go back, uh, and you don't really know what to expect either. And I mean, the, there's times I've been stood in the in the corridor of of the the uh, the annex of if you remember Standon Hall, the place where oh. the wheelchairs were moving oh, around. Oh,
0: how could sides. I forget that place? Yeah, and,
3: and we were in 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 the corridor, and at one point we could hear the sound of a death rattle. It was like some somebody was drawing their last breath and it was as clear as day. None of us made it and it was the most horrendous sound. So that was a sound that was manifesting that we could all hear there and then in real time. But, you know, we didn't hear, well, I didn't have my computer left to record it. So it wasn't something that was left to, to, for a recorder to pick up. So that there's all these weird... Um, weird kind of I can't even put it into words but mysteries where why is it the sound sometimes can only be picked up by a device and why is it sometimes it can only be picked up by the human ear this is what excites me every time because that you get into a mystery and uh and and you're just left scratching your head and you just want to investigate more and more and more and more
0: I mean I talked at the beginning of the program about um, Edison and how he was very much into the paranormal and and he sort of um, invented the first EVP machine even though there was never a you know a picture of it or you know a finished machine but it was called um, uh, the spirit phone and you just, you know here's a man that you know invented the light bulb invented all these amazing things you know a very intelligent one of the most intelligent minds on this planet that we've ever had and here he is he truly believes that same as einstein that energy cannot die that that our personality particles the energy goes into the ether and he truly believed that somehow he 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 thought There must be a way to harness those particles and to be able to communicate with them and so he was 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 trying desperately to come up with a way of communicating using voices um and uh, sadly you know it you know it never really came to to fruition we didn't really know about it the assistant to graham alexander bell and bell himself you know again very interested in the spiritualism side of things and talking to the dead so all the you know these amazing people with these amazing minds there's definitely something to it and i think Probably when we're long and gone and we're laughing from the other side <laughs> and all these people trying to talk to us with a piece of wood and a planchette or or an upturned wine glass, we'll be saying, yeah, but, you know, come on, there's isn't. There's a way it's staring you in the face. It's so easy. Just, just turn this knob to this frequency and we'll be able to have a good old chinwag with Elvis. Well,
3: could you imagine if that was a possibility? It'd be absolutely amazing, wouldn't it? Um- it, it, it is it is a funny thing. I, I think when you're trying to invent a device to, to contact something that's left this physical plane, then I think you're, you're going to be... You might as well be hitting your head against a brick wall because, as, as Carl even says, nobody really knows what anything spiritual is made up of. I mean, I do concede there's some kind of energy going on there, but I still don't know what is ultimately the cause of it. Um, and, you know... I'm, I'm keen to to do more research, you know, as the days, weeks, years go by, just to see if we can s- scratch a little bit below the surface and find out what else is going on there because it's fascinating. It is.
0: I mean, we've even tried, haven't we, Glenn? We've even tried old-fashioned ways of using EVP. Do you remember the reel-to-reel tape we used and old radios? And, and I think, you know, for me anyway, using sort of – I think the cleaner something is, the cleaner the sound. I think they less they have to work with. So you want static, you want that sort of grungy. I don't know why it's sort of more meat for them to use. Does that make sense? Uh, Yeah,
3: I can understand why people might think that. But from me, from from an analysis point of view, I I just think static gets in the way, and and there's a risk that you're picking up sound from elsewhere. to, to me the cleaner the the signal which is why i you know i would favor a digital recorder in, in in this day and age which it's just recording you know with a built-in microphone on the device so there's no attachments to it so there's no risk of any further interference just some clean sounds that you know if if they appear on 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 the device and you've got no explanation as to why you couldn't hear them at the time then then that's that's really exciting that that's where my ears prick up
0: so is that your advice then for all these sort of like I say, hundreds of thousands of ghost groups around the world or or, or just purely if you, you and your mate just want to go out ghost hunting, what sort of kit for EVP would you
3: advise people a- to take? Any kind of digital recorder would be the, the optimum. And it doesn't have to be a laptop or an expensive laptop or anything with expensive software. Uh, most um, mobile phones these days have a digital recorder as part of the – the software that comes with the phone and there's nothing to stop you using that just leave it running the only thing i would advise at the time obviously is make sure the phone's in flight mode completely so it's not trying to reach out to the local cell network to um to to pick up a signal because you don't want any risk of interference in that respect but certainly when you've just got the phone being used as a recording device and you just leave it and let it do its thing, and then you can go back and, and listen closely to see if anything was picked up that you didn't hear with your own ears. It's just just basic. The, the, the more basic and the more stripped-backed you can do things, for me, the better because you're, you're not convoluting it in any way, shape, or form. You're just going to be able to uh, look at the evidence as it stands on on its purest form.
0: There you go. Advice from Glenn Hunt. Thank you so much, Glenn, for joining us on Paranormal Activity. And we'll see you very soon for a most taunted investigation.
3: I will look forward to that very much so. I'll see you then.
0: Thank you for listening to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding. Stay up to date with the newest episodes by giving us a follow. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review. And don't be shy. Please tell us your true paranormal encounters by leaving an audio clip at this address, paranormalactivitypod at gmail.com. That's paranormalactivitypod at gmail.com. And also don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram. And that is at paranormalactivitypod. And do remember, things aren't always as they seem.